Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's some players that can go completely crazy and break out, but still have a ceiling value that is unthinkable. And I think you're looking at a kid right here in Trey McBride, Arizona Cardinal tight end, that doesn't just have, like, we see it coming potential. I think no matter where he gets drafted, he can absolutely explode from that territory of of where you're thinking he ranks at. Redraft tight ends Laporta McBride. Tear break. I don't care what anybody says. There are, are players we're going to talk about in a minute that need to be talked about at 3, 4, 5. Rivals maybe to McBride, but not walking into 2024, August, June, July, September. It is Laporta. It is Trey McBride. And it is Tierbrig, and it is the Fantasy Football Show live. File in. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show live. Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. Live whenever news breaks, live Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. We've been late a couple days in, in a row this week. I apologize for that. I'm trying to get back on uh, on my in my rhythm, but there's so much going on. Back-end stuff with the fantasyfootballshow.com. Things I've I've got a lot of fires going and a lot of fires I'm putting out and things I'm I'm getting ready to, to go for the 2024 season. So make sure you get over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Video courses are, are, that's what a lot of what I've been doing the last couple of days, creating these, editing them, getting them up there. I, I plan to have like dozens and dozens, if not eventually 50 to 100 video courses in a library that are exclusive to thefantasyfootballshow.com memberships. There's a lifetime membership. There's a yearly membership and uh, bold predictions, uh, articles, trade calculator, all that stuff at thefantasyfootballshow.com. One of the bold predictions is going to be this man right in front of your face right here, Trey McBride. He's a monster. Everyone knows he's coming, but it doesn't mean that you're going to understand his potential. It doesn't mean you're even going to overspend to get him. You draft him you're probably getting your value back and a whole bunch more. And that's the nature of some of these guys that de facto can't climb any higher than they're going ADP-wise. A guy like Stroud, for example, 
will probably go in round three or four. Probably had the potential to be, in hindsight, worth a lot more than that. But he probably won't go higher. Or in the case of Joe Burrow, round six, five, six, seven, probably round six, seven. That's a fantastic value. There are players that have so much ceiling value in relation to their ADP. Now, maybe somebody takes him higher than I'm expecting, but I'm not expecting anybody to take him anywhere near Laporta. I think he is the second or third, depending on the league mates you're drafting with and how much they know what time it is. But I don't know that he's going anywhere near Laporta's ADP. We'll have to see. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. could also be a, a, a wrench in this situation, potentially, if the Arizona Cardinals do select him at number four overall. That's definitely a potential. I don't know that it's going to bump McBride down much, but McBride is a Marsman 2024, baby. Celebrate it. Do it live. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Marsman. And that means that we did, in fact, move and bump Puka over to the Saturn man list. But I tell you what, I, I'm not removing JD5. That means we have one Saturn man spot left. Congratulations to Puka. We just bumped him up to, to make room for more Mars men. Puka Nakua, you are graduated to the Saturn men list, which a lot of you wanted. And I agree at the end of the day. The Saturn men. One small step for man, one giant leap for Saturn. There they are. Look at them. The only one that doesn't feel like they belong is JD5, but he will. But he will. And I plan to try and make this number uh, uh, eight overall Saturn man another JD5 splash. Somebody a little deeper. I want two extremely deep calls on the Saturn men list. Puka is a great addition there. I, I love this McBride character. He's a phenomenal player. If we look at the tight end finishers from 2023, Laporta and, and Evan Ingram was surprisingly so high. It's, it really it really is just this, not just, but 963 yards is great, but this 114 receptions that Evan Ingram had 114 receptions is actually really crazy. It's also crazy that Travis Kelsey still finishes tight end three. And it's got to make us think that he still fought top four, five, six capable. And, you know, maybe we circle back around and take Travis Swift. I mean, Travis Kelsey in a, a, in a lot of drafts because he falls to like the fourth round or something like that. I I don't really know where he's going to go. I do know he's falling off talent-wise. I do know falling off, he still scored as tight end three. That's still pretty remarkable. But he'll fall off even more this year, though. So I, it depends where he goes. I'd much rather just bank on one of the upcoming tight ends, like obviously McBride, but he's going to go way above Kelsey. But I, I like Bowers. I like Bowers more than I like Travis Kelsey. I'd rather bank on this guy, Bowers, who, oh, wait a minute, he's a moon man already. The moon man dropping loads in outer space. No, we didn't forget about Bowers. Bowers got christened on the moon man list before McBride even cracked the Marsman list. Bowers is probably my favorite redraft and dynasty tight end 3-4. Okay, dynasty 3, redraft 4. You know, so like I, I don't, I'm, I'm not in the business of drafting Kelsey when I can get Bowers, I can get McBride, I can get Laporta. 
You know, and, and I think Kelsey, Kittle, Hawkinson coming off an MCL and ACL knee injury is devastating. He's no more valuable in redraft than Kelsey or Kittle, you know, getting older. These two guys getting older, there's risk involved. And everybody wants to think, oh, Kelsey did great this year. He certainly did, but you can't expect Kelsey to to do replicate what he did. He's an injury-prone tight end that's that's got a lot of miles on him and, and felt like he skated by this year without getting hurt. But he, him, Kelsey, Hawkinson, Kittle, all going to be in a similar tier that is probably below Ingram because of what Ingram just did. It's hard to imagine Ingram doing that again, but McBride climbs up. McBride wasn't used until later in the season. Let's make sure we understand that because McBride, I think this is McBride's game log. As you see McBride's game log, in weeks one through five, he wasn't even utilized. You're talking about red line numbers all the way down the board pretty much, except for week two, he got three targets. Whoa. You know, everything's redlined. Everything. Just no, no usage. Even week number five. Three, two. And you could say, okay, week number f- six is about when things started to maybe start to pick up 62 yards. No touchdown. Week number seven right here. If you go across there, six targets, three, 29, zero. So still hasn't really picked up. It was like a little blip, a little, maybe this guy, we, we'll use him a little more coming off this week six, right? So really didn't truly kick into gear until week number eight. That is literally halfway through the season that McBride did what he did. And if McBride is getting this amount of targets, look at that target ca- uh, column right here, straight down the the, the, the middle of the sc- or the right side of the screen. Four, six targets in week seven. Then in week eight, 14 targets, 10 receptions, 95 yards, a touchdown. Five targets, th- 22 yards, no touchdowns. But then, nine targets, seven targets, nine targets, nine targets, 11 targets, eight targets, seven targets, six targets in week number 18. We're talking about yardage totals of, of 95, 22, 131, 43, 60, 89, 102, and then kind of tailed off a little bit, but got four, uh, three touchdowns in that week's 8 through 18 time frame. Uh, the, the sky's the limit for this kid, and, and more importantly than that, it's more about the eye test when it comes to McBride. It's not so much the numbers. It's that when you watch him, he's a he, it's like he's playing Pop Warner with a bunch of, of, of players that are completely not on his level. He's a maniac. Even my Niner buddies, Raj and those guys, they said they were at the game. Raj flew out from California, went to the Cardinal game, and he texted me and said, this guy is a problem. And we don't have an answer for him. He's just out there terrorizing the defense. And that's what he is. He's a terror. He's like David Njoku if Njoku could stay healthy his entire career. He's just a menace on the field. He's not just a good route runner. You know, he's not just going to be in the right place at the right time with the right volume. And he catches it and falls down. I'm not saying Hawkinson's that. But Hawkinson... In McBride, I have a whole lot more, uh, uh, I guess, um, expectation of being able to purely climb up and dominate the position for McBride more than I do Hawkinson, who's come off two really bad knee ligament injuries, uh, MCL and the ACL. So I don't even know where Hawkinson's going to climb back into for me in the next couple years, to be honest with you. Now, knee injuries, obviously, you can overcome them at a young age. Ziggy, how old is TJ Hawkinson? 
TJ Hawkinson is 26 years old. 26 years old. 27. Not not a spring chicken, not an old man, but 26 years old. He'll be entering his 27-year-old season, right? Because he turns 27 in July. Turns 27 in July, and he's going to have a rough year, and then he'll be 28 the next season. Look, you're talking dynasty. This isn't Hawkinson's not even in the conversation. He doesn't even breach the conversation of McBride's territory of value. In redraft, not this year, but next year, maybe he's back right below him. Maybe he's tight end four or five capable for sure. I mean, that's not an old man. Travis Kelsey did it at, you know, 34. It's not like Hawkinson can't at 30 and 31, but. That is still a drop-off age for pass catchers. An anomaly, Kelsey's an anomaly. You can't really utilize that age group of of player and expect a tight end to do what Kelsey did. It's astronomically, out of this world, unlikely. Okay? McBride is him. McBride getting 825, three tutties, and 81 receptions being utilized for about half the season full go. Makes me feel like we're looking at a hundred reception, one thousand even, and seven or eight touchdown tight end in twenty twenty four, and that that my friends is number two overall. That is the number two tight end in fantasy football. Plain and simple, end of story. No arguing in my mind. No ifs, ands, or buts. Only in dynasty do we start talking about Bowers or Kincaid or somebody maybe climbing ahead of them if the the opportunity is right. Now Kincaid's still in this conversation of top five. I really believe Kincaid is kind of writing his own story right now. That's continuous because he's still in the playoff uh, race. He's still in this playoff hunt to try and march down game after game, show how good he is, and make it to a Super Bowl appearance. And, and showcase his upside and ability. And we said this before the playoffs even began, that he kind of hit maybe a, a late rookie wall at the tail end of the season, and he break through it and kind of kind of go upward like a lot of rookies do. Like Laporta hit a little bit of a rookie wall. All rookies do at some point. Usually it's weeks 9, 10, 11, 12. Laporta was kind of flat for a little while, if you remember correctly, and then he kind of started to, to shoot up again. Uh, all these rookies do that. That's just natural... Uh, processing mental hurdles, things that you you get tired, you get taxed. You're used to even mentally, you're used to a shorter college season. You just hit a rookie wall. It's just it's going to happen. And at the same time, the good ones push through it. And Kincaid just kind of got unleashed late, uh, or, or I mean, got uh, got unleashed in a weird way. It was like kind of sporadic, but unleashed late. Didn't really get to where he needed to get to until mid season, and then he kind of hit this lull right around that week 15, 16, 17, 18 territory. And then all of a sudden, he starts looking really involved again. And what I said before the playoffs started is starting to to happen. He's getting his shot right now. He's telling his story. He's extending uh, the, the picture and drawing a picture of what is going to be in store for 2024. And I think he has an opportunity with a couple big games here, a couple 80-yard and a touchdown games, whatever, to impress fantasy owners enough that he starts climbing into the top four, top five conversation for next year. If he doesn't, if he has 30, 40 yards, no touchdowns, and let's say the Bills lose this game against the KC Chiefs and he exits the playoffs without a a big, huge game, 
then I could see him dropping outside the top five. We are a fickle people. We are very reactive as a fantasy football populace. And we're going to be knee-jerk about what have you done for me lately. And so McBride, everybody on hit on, on the mind of everybody is this man's an absolute stud. Laporta, this man's a stud. Even if Laporta doesn't go out with a bang, he still earned his keep. McBride earned his keep. Kincaid is earning his keep back, and people will be fickle with the end result or be very, very excited and motivated with the end result. So Kincaid, Bowers, uh, some would say Hawkinson. Andrews coming back from injury and looking pretty good according to today's report. You know, when does he come back next game if the Ravens advance? What happens with that if, if let's say, the Ravens win this game? And maybe they don't. And Andrews does come back in the conference title championship game. Um, I, 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 I think that maybe we see a splash of what might excite people into a 4-5 tight end ranking 2024 for Mark Andrews. Who the hell knows? Uh, other tight ends that, that fit the bill, obviously Evan Ingram, I just showed you, finishes tight end two. He had a remarkable year. He deserves to be talked about. Kittle deserves to be talked about in a redraft context at three, four, five, somewhere around that territory. Kelsey still deserves it, but it depends on his ADP. And Joku's absolutely 100% in the mix for this conversation. We have to think and, and Joku, you know, is an injury risk, but does he belong in the likes of, uh, around the likes of guys like like McBride or right below McBride, or at least very easily um, above players like Kincaid if Kincaid doesn't finish on a terror. Yeah, I mean, Njoku could be tight end three. It would not shock me if everybody said Njoku, tight end three, let's go. Kincaid to the moon, Laporta to the moon, McBride to the moon, McBride to Mars. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. That's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do today. And we accomplished it. And we got, I think, some of you excited about it. Some of you aren't maybe sold on it. I don't know. I can't imagine why you wouldn't be sold on Trey McBride. The only thing that could come to mind would be, oh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to crap all over his potential or opportunity. And, you know, there, there's that conversation that needs to, to happen if it does occur. But I don't think it's going to crap on it. I just think it might ch- change or alter it a little bit. But I don't think so. I think that the tight end position in some ways, in in some context, they, they, they have a compartmentalized amount of workload that even a wide receiver is not going to necessarily pull from. You know, I, I think that McBride's going to have a certain amount of workload that's just sitting there waiting for him. And I think Kyler's really, really... Uh, got good rapport with him. He had good rapport with every quarterback he was handed, and he was handed a handful. It wasn't like McBride played ball with one quarterback and played well with one quarterback. Oh, another quarterback comes in, there's no rapport, he vanishes. No, this guy stepped up at every turn. As soon as he got unlocked, he was doing it with everybody. This guy's an absolute monster. He's going to the moon. He's going to Mars. He's an absolute gem. Trey McBride seasons in the house. Let's uh, let's hit the phone lines and see if any of you have any Trey McBride questions. We're gonna do thirty second phone calls right now, so make it quick. You're gonna be timed, and uh, your boy is not putting up with any long questions on this little segment. Dial in, dial in. 
Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Phone line brought to you by Perps and Ray G, the biggest super chatters of the year so far. Two ninety nine and uh, Ray G with a two fifty watt, absolute monsters. Uh, dial in, dial into the show, and we will discuss uh, Spacula dropping a, a two dollar holler. Isaiah likely is a screaming buy in Dynasty. Bob, uh, I I like I like um, likely a lot. I don't know how I feel about him 2024 because if Andrews does come back now Andrews staying healthy is a tall order so I kind of agree with you that there's some dynasty allure but I don't know uh, I don't know where I would value him ADP wise so I don't disagree with you necessarily I like I like to take uh, spec okay uh, DeBalt you got 30 go uh, I agree with you uh, McBride is definitely up there MVH will only help him because then you're going to have two people looking at MVH rather than everyone looking at Bride. And I love him. I also have him on my very stacked dynasty team. So I'm with you all the way. Who's your three? Kincaid. Yeah. In Do- well, what about redraft? Still Kincaid? Yep. Okay. I like the the I like the take, bro. I think Kincaid. Hopefully Kincaid becomes that. I mean, hopefully he doesn't, but hopefully he does. There's a lot of times where I'm like, okay, I don't want him to blow up because then we're going to all see him coming. But at the same time, I'd rather him blow up and get cemented in than have some obscurity going into next season than him miss the opportunity. You know what I mean? So for me, it's not like, yeah. I, I, not like I want him to not shine. I do. At the end of the day, it puts him on the map, and that's all we need. Not being on the map is a risk walking into next year. So let's hope he explodes. All right, bro. And Call back in. Yep. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. All right, later. Uh, yeah, I mean, and the other thing, yeah, the other thing too is like you, you look at you look at these offenses, fantastic offense. You look at these offenses. Look, the Cardinals are playing like pretty good football, and they're and they're going to get better. So the offense is 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 very solid for a, a tight end. And then uh, Kincaid's offense is is fantastic. We don't know where Bowers is going to land, but Bowers is quietly. Um, my, you know, we, we have a question mark there. What his offense is going to look like. He's quietly my four. So Laporta one McBride two, I would say Bowers and Kincaid are my three. And then, and probably like a, a combination of, and Joku and, uh, and, and Ingram and Kittle and, and Kel and Kelsey, just depending on ADP. I don't know where I'd I'd have to like really dig into it to to get a vibe of ADP and our ADP data is not going to be accurate right now. Chargers always drafting wide receivers. Isaac, they need to. The Chargers need to draft Bowers or they need to draft MHJ Marvin Harrison Jr. or the Chargers need to draft Neighbors. If they don't take one of those three players, it's a failure at the five pick. I don't care who they take. That's who they need. Brevin Jordan over Schultz. I'd take Schultz, bro. Schultz is uh he he's a solid a solid pass catcher. Um that uh let's see. Dalton Schultz contract. I just want to confirm that he is in fact a uh restricted free agent. I believe he is. Yeah. 
So, contract details, he's a restricted free agent in 2024, unrestricted free agent. So that's, uh, you know, I, I think that they want to bring him back, though. I mean, I, I know they probably really, sorry, Travis, call in again, I missed your call. I, I know they probably really do like Brevin Jordan for, in some ways, but Dalton Schultz, I mean, look, Stroud gets what he wants, and Stroud said, you draft Tank Dell and you draft Tank Dell right now. And the Houston Texans drafted Tank Dell. He, he said, draft Tank Dell. As soon as the Texans drafted, I don't know if anybody out there doesn't know this story by now, but they drafted Stroud. Stroud got on the phone, and he said, take Tank Dell. And they said, okay, yes, sir. We'll take Tank Dell. They drafted Tank Dell. I think if he says bring back uh, Dalton Schultz, I want him, they're going to bring back Dalton Schultz. And I think Dalton will want to go back. Why would he not? Where Like, money will talk, yeah. But I think that they'll pay him probably what he would have got anywhere else. I don't think he's going to pull in crazy amounts of money anyway. So I do think Dalton Schultz will be a high likelihood candidate to be retained in, in this growing and amazing situation. What's up, Travis? Hey, um, I was just going to say that with Bowers, um, we talked about him on the Dynasty show last night, but um, just for people that, some people worry about rookies and stuff, and we saw this year that rookie tight ends are now starting to break through their first year. And um, if you look at it compared to last year, Bowers is like the tight end this year. I know there's a couple other decent ones, but last year we had um, Laporta, Mayor and Kincaid, so it was easy for one of them to get lost in the shuffle, where Bauer should end up on a good offense. Looks like it anyway. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it... He has an even better chance to succeed. Yeah, when you look at it... Hey, I think Denny's on the line. Is that Denny or Danny? Danny, Pete. Oh, Danny. Sorry, I didn't mean to sound disappointed. I thought you were Denny. Actually, it could be good, but Danny, is that you rustling around with the phone? Yeah, man, that's me. I want to know why... Uh, why do you keep talking about the young players and not the veterans? Okay, so that's you rustling around with the phone, okay? Because we can't hear anything. Travis is trying to talk. And it's like, I don't know what you're doing. It's not me. It's him. It's not me. It's him. Why, why am I talking about the young players and not the veterans? Yes, because that's a matter. Just, you didn't say nothing in the title about Dynasty. You just, there's no title about Dynasty. So I don't know what you're talking about. Who cares about the young players? <laughs> okay. Okay. Is that, is that how you play in redraft, Danny? You just, I'm a Seahawks fan, man. You're a Cardinals fan. I used to live in Glendale. I used to live on Greenway. That, guy, that guy's hostile, bro. Well, so let me, tell you, let me tell you something, Danny. Let me tell you something. Tell me. It, it comes down tell to me. how I view a player is going to be, bro. In redraft... I view a guy like Bowers being an absolute monster. Guys like Kittle are injury prone. And and while I think their values could be great, their ADP could be great, I could draft Kittle up and down drafts next next year depending on where his ADP is. Same thing with Kelsey. You heard me say that. Did you not watch any of the show, bro? I said Kelsey might I, be I a guy that. we Kelsey might be a guy we swoop back in and grab is what I said. Almost exactly word for word. But what is this? Yeah, what buddy. is this defense of, of older players? You're coming in with this aggression when I'm literally going to tell you if you've watched my show, Danny, I tell you who I believe is going to be the best player, and that's how I rank. It's not about that's how old fu- you are. That's in, that's in the future. That's not in the. That's not in the. Oh, present. it is. Okay. So we can't predict. Yeah, so a young player can't out produce a veteran by your standard here. <laughs> All right. What you have? What, 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 what was the number one tight end? 
Like, you know, like the one tight end, and you can have him in the seventh round. What's your point? Like, who who am I missing? Who am I missing? A Seahawks is a Seahawks player you you want in my top five rankings? What are we talking about here? Where am I missing the oh, boat? Where am I missing the boat, miss, Danny? You're missing something, like mentally, though. Oh yeah. Okay. Thank thanks. I think Danny. you're on Adderall. You're on oh, Adderall. Okay. Thanks, Danny. Thanks. God, what a, that's probably the worst take we've ever had, I think, on the channel. I don't think we've ever had a caller that was worse than that. Like, not, yeah, they, just like in terms of like, yeah, like he's hostile because I I think the younger tight ends are better than the older tight ends in redraft. <laughs> and then he has, he has literally nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, you say. Yeah. And it must be on something. It must be. What if I was on something? Does that make me a bad person? Like, what are you talking about, bro? What if I? What if I needed something? What if I was on something because I needed it, and I'm not? I'm just saying, if I was, that's that's offensive to people that might need something like uh, some sort of medication. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Unbelievable. He's perfect. He's got it all figured out. So we we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, go. I should just, I should just, I mean, we should just subscribe to his channel. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, show, go to his channel. Yeah. What am I doing here? <laughs> he was, uh, he was very angry that I even mentioned the word dynasty. All I said was we talked about him on Dynasty last night. <laughs> that was that wasn't a good. Yeah, he might have been mad because I said I thought you were Denny. I'm sorry, bro. I didn't mean to sound disappointed when I was like, "Is this Denny or Danny?" Because I wrote it in, it looked like Denny from far away, but <laughs> Seahawks yeah. fan. Like, I wonder if he wanted. I wonder if he was. I don't know what he was expecting. No offense. Yeah, I, I, yeah. No, where's no offense? No offense. Tied in too. <laughs> it like let me let me make this abundantly clear for anybody that even shares that thinking, which I don't think anybody does. McBride is number two, whether it's redraft or dynasty. I don't think I could have made it any clearer that by being on the screen that this is my redraft ranking conversation. But I have absolutely mixed in a little dynasty and I've absolutely addressed all the veterans. I went through literally the top 10. We verbally said Kelsey... And 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 these guys, Hawkinson's coming off his injury. I even said Hawkinson can't be in the conversation of two or three coming off an ACL and MCL. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, uh, what else you got there, Travis? Uh, that's it, really. I was just just saying that, like Bowers. Is, I mean, anyone can draft anyone, obviously, but Bowers is. Has a really good chance to land in an offense that's going to use him because, like last year, like I said, because there was that Laporta, uh, Kincaid, and Mayer, Mayer kind of got the shaft by ending up in LA. We didn't have a quarterback really. And, you know, one of those three were probably going to end up in a tough spot. So I, I think the, when we were looking at the draft, possibilities that he'll probably end up somewhere good you know los angeles or there were a couple other good teams on there so and for you guys that are in here right now a little a little nugget a little like gem okay that you're not gonna hear until it happens probably but 
there's a very, very strong, strong, strong chance that it, that we have three or four tight ends on the combination of the Saturn, Moon, and Mars men list. Maybe, maybe four, maybe even five. But this could be a year of where we have a lot of, of, of tight ends on these lists. And one that's going to be probably on the Moon men list, I'm not 100% on this, but his name rhymes with uh, Pykel Payer. <laughs> so get ready get ready because that that man also a rookie last year if you if if anybody's picking up what i'm throwing down <laughs> last name rhymes with slayer Slayer, slayer um, might be on the Moon Man list because this guy and Kincaid were neck and neck of being my favorite rookie tight end last year. Kincaid leapfrogged him. Kincaid had a different skill set too. Uh, this guy we're talking about might as well just spill the beans. Michael Mayer um, very much had a skill set that matched Rob Gronkowski in a way. And, and Dalton Kincaid was this Cooper Cup. And either one could be top five. Their skill sets weren't, one wasn't trumping the other skill set, but they're both absolutely phenomenal. And Mayer just landed in a crappy situation. He kind of came to life a little bit last year, but they didn't have a passing game to really do that. And I do believe that the Raiders are 100% going to come in strong and get their, 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 their QB room in order and I believe Pierce is going to unite once they hire him officially. Pierce, is, has he been hired officially? I was out of pocket for a half hour. Uh, once they hire him officially, um, I think they address this quarterback position. I think uh, a Michael Penix Jr. would be an amazing fit here. I think they're not out of the realm of possibility of a team getting or trying to, to go get Justin Fields. But I don't think they they could walk in with O'Connell, and I do like O'Connell enough that if Mayer was left with O'Connell, I do think there's still room for Mayer to be Moonman material. But I very much would would I think where I would kickstart everything is if he got a quarterback. But part of me doesn't want to wait that long because I think everybody jumps on board at that point. So I you know I don't know. I just, um, I just think he's a so, phenomenal talent. He's a phenomenal talent. So he might be a moon man. Might be the reason I'm saying might be because I want. I'm just letting you know I'm kicking it around in my own head, in this uh, crazy brain of mine. According to according to Danny, this uh, uncontrollable, <laughs> off my rocker, mental state that I'm in. It wouldn't be the first time someone said that. Something. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time someone said that I. I on something or I've got a screw loose or whatever. Probably cuz I come with a lot of energy, baby. But uh your your boy just uh your boy just has a a, a lot of uh a lot of energy. You should have seen me as a kid. <laughs> All right, well, uh phone, phone lines are open if anybody else wants to dial in, but I truly believe that Bowers, oh, where we were going with Bowers before I took that call was to say that I believe that Bowers is probably, as you said, going to a probably a good offense because 
you know, I don't think he goes to Chicago here. He could go to Chicago here if he were to fall, but I do believe he'll he'll go somewhere in this top eight, nine. Um, Atlanta won't go after him. I hope Tennessee doesn't. I I hope the Giants don't. They need a quarterback. I, I and I don't know what they're going to do with that. I don't know what they're going to do with the quarterback position. They they have they have to address it. They have to. Like they have to do something. I don't know. Do you think they? Do you think they? They believe in, in what they've got right now. Do they truly? I, I just Deve, like. Do they have any desire to start Devito next year? Like, what? What's your take on that? I, I have to think they're gonna look elsewhere. Although they, they might because of the contract they gave Daniel Jones. I don't know. If yeah. They have any outs in that contract or not? But they just paid him a lot of money. Yeah, so but gonna, uh, at least for another year or two, that's going to kind of drag him, right? It will, but like it's know you hurt. know, yeah. But if you yeah, if you don't, I don't know if you're not going to go in that direction. You you can't like just say we're not going to get a quarterback. Uh, also, what's uh, Devito's contract? He's uh, he 2025. Okay, so twenty twenty three. That was his first year. Yeah, on, under contract. Okay, yeah, Deve, Devito. So maybe they maybe they roll with Devito. If if they roll with Devito, it, let's just say they did. I don't know why they would, but if they did, they roll with Devito and they grab Bowers. I mean, it, I don't love that scenario. It's not the worst ever, but it's certainly not what I would want for Bowers. So this is a potential yeah. pitfall there. Tennessee would not be good at all, but they got to go quarterback. They have to. No. Or not a quarterback. I'm sorry, not quarterback. They have to go um, uh, neighbors or um, what would they? Who, who would they? They have so many holes. There's so many holes. I guess they. I mean, I don't think they go Bowers because they have a Conquo. I don't think a Conquo stepped up enough, but yeah. I think that they would potentially draft Bowers. I don't think our neighbors. I don't think they let neighbors slip past them. Marvin uh, Harrison Jr. won't fall. I think they believe in Levis enough to give him another go. I wouldn't. They need a quarterback. They don't. They may not know it. I don't believe yeah. in Levis. I, I never believed in Levis. I don't think Levis is the real deal. I think Levis is another Mac Jones. Um, so Giants and Tennessee are potential pitfall landing spots for Bowers because they wouldn't be getting a quarterback if they're using these picks on a, on a tight end. Chargers, fantastic. Arizona Cardinals wouldn't do it. They got McBride. New England... I don't think they would take him this high. They're going quarterback, and they're probably going JD five or or Drake May or you know whatever. Um, Washington, they're going quarterback. So really, it's these two pitfall landing spots, and then you know Chicago could take him if they if they took Caleb and Bowers. That would be pretty crazy. You, um, New York, you Washington trades Howell. Uh, I'm curious because you said they're, they're getting a quarterback. They could. I mean, some team, some, a, a team might want Howell. I mean, if some, someone that's really desperate, like Tennessee, or you know, someone who doesn't want to take a quarterback, they could. Probably um, not Tennessee. But. Well, you live stream during the entire draft, yeah, Bob. I mean, at least the first day, I will be the live the entire time. I probably will be all the rounds, but yes, Bob, I will be. It's a great question. Thank you for your super chat, young man. Uh, got T-boned on Monday. Got home tonight. What did I miss? I'm sorry to hear that, bro. Um, Dak Prescott got T-boned as well. You're in good company. 
I hope you're okay, pal. And uh, sick nasty to the moon. You missed a little bit. I mean, we moved Puka over to the Saturn men list just to make more room on the Mars men list. And it felt deserving. Part of me thinks Stroud needs to go over there too, but here's the Saturn men list. The Saturn men. One small step for man. He's on a Mars men? to Mars. Mars men. McBride? The moon men. Dropping loads. Moon men Bowers. Stroud's, uh, I'm tempted to put Stroud on the Saturn man list, but I really want this eighth person to be an absolute, like, deep reach JD5 type of call. And I think there's nothing wrong with Stroud yeah. being on the Mars man, because Stroud is a third round pick, and everybody else on the Saturn man list, aside from JD5, because I will have two crazy deep reaches on there. They're more like high-end, top 15, top 20 overall picks. So I think it, it pretty much makes sense right now. I think Stroud is good on the Mars. I think he could lead the Mars men fine. I don't think that's disrespectful at all. I was, I was going to say, I, the Mars men list is nothing to sneeze at. Like, I, no. I, I, don't, I don't want people to forget about that either. Uh, yeah, don't forget a, about it. That's an elite list. It is. It is. It's got its own, you know. I mean, maybe someone even wants to go to Mars over Saturn. You know? Mars, you can land on. Saturn's... Born. A lot of atmosphere, yeah, more inhabitable. There's maybe a core at the at the very center, but you got to float over there. You know what's crazy about um, the Saturn rings, um, Ziggy? How wide are the rings around Saturn? Saturn's rings are incredibly wide, spanning approximately 175,000 miles from its innermost to outermost edges. These rings are composed of particles held in place by... Ziggy, off. They're 175,000 miles wide. 175,000 miles wide. But do you know how tall they are, the rings? Like a football field tall. Isn't that crazy? Saturn... Yeah, that's... I mean, Saturn is wild. That's an un... That's a crazy... Let me see if I'm correct on that. Ziggy, how... Tall are the rings around Saturn. The main rings of Saturn are typically 30 feet, 10 meters in vertical height. 30 feet. 30 feet. Not even a football field. 30 feet. Yeah, That's it's crazy. Like, it's like a telephone pole. 100. Yeah. 150,000 miles wide are the rings. 30 feet tall. That's crazy. That's that's why we love Saturn so much. Saturn's an unbelievable planet. But it's a it's a gas like it's it's a gas planet, and so the core is very very small, um, and it's mostly a- Ziggy off. It's mostly atmosphere like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Saturn's crazy, bro. Um, so yeah, Mars is nothing to sneeze over. You know, p- part of me thinks you know if I was heading toward Saturn. Instead of trying to navigate through all of the ice and rocks, I would just go up 30 feet and travel with nothing, no debris. <laughs> just go straight in. I'm just saying. Probably the clearest path. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So, like, technically, I wonder if you could walk all the way across the Saturn in a spacesuit with... Uh, it, these are like stepping stones. It's If it's 30 feet tall, those things are tight. It's crazy. All right. Uh, Aaron with the super chat. Appreciate you, Aaron, dropping a, a wad here. Aaron says, Titans owner already said 
she wants to build around Levis. That's why Mike Vrabel was fired. Um, thank you. Appreciate you, Aaron. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I don't believe in Levis. They believe in Levis. I don't believe in Levis. Maybe he proves me wrong. He very well could, but he just seems like a, you know, maybe he becomes a Baker. You know, like Baker's done very, very well. He's lingered in the league. And now look at him. Like he he's he's not an elite quarterback, but he's doing it. Like, could Levis prove me wrong and be like linger around and do what Baker's been doing? Maybe. Like that's the the most he could ever be to me. I don't think he'll ever be a staple, like a top five to seven quarterback in the National Football League. Like, I don't think anybody's gonna sit here and say Baker's a top ten quarterback. You know, Baker's doing it. He's got just this battery that's just supercharged right now. And and I'm proud of him. And, and man, he's he's hungry. He's doing it. But I don't think anybody could 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 concoct a top 10 quarterback ranking and have Baker sitting in it. I just think Levis is going to be mediocre at best. Could linger in the league for a while. Doesn't mean he'll fail out right away or anything. But I just don't. I don't think it's a team you build around. It's a team that just kind of survives. Middle of the pack team. Never... Never goes deep into the playoffs. Very rarely makes the playoffs. You know, that's how I feel about about uh, Levis. You know, could he still remain the quarterback for a couple years? Sure. Like, that, I'm not saying he's a complete and utter bust. I just don't think... I, I just don't think... Uh, I, I, if they drafted neighbors, I think I'd be disappointed. I think I think Levis could get him the ball, though. So at some some point, I would like let go of it and say, hey, you know, he'll survive. But I, I'd rather have neighbors. I'd rather have MHJ in very, very good QB situations. MHJ in, in a Chargers uniform is light years above MHJ in a Tennessee Titans uniform. Light years. Light years. Is McCarthy staying? I don't know, bro. I don't think so. Yeah, they, they said he was. They announced it right before. Did they? The show, I think. Did they? Like I said, I was out. Of, I, I was out of. Po- like I was right out of. I was out of pocket right before. Nick Sirianni. Yeah. Um, so also Nick Sirianni potentially. Uh, let's see here. Jerry Jones, I believe this is the team. The team is very close and capable of achieving the ultimate goals and the best step forward. Yeah, that was right before I went live. That's what I was saying. I was out of pocket right before I went live, and I haven't been refreshing. Okay, so good. Thank you for bringing that up. Okay, let me read this from Jerry Jones. I was on a rant about about McBride for a half hour, or so <laughs> I I wasn't I wasn't dialed in. Let me see if I can get this on screen. Yeah, McCarthy stand, man. That's I don't know if I like that though. I like it and I don't. I I like it because then it, nothing changes for CD Lamb, and I think ultimately that's got to be what we want, right? And and probably nothing uh, changes for uh, for uh, yeah. Okay, so here here it is. McCarthy committed to the uh, NFL. Yeah. Part of me wonders. We'll go over that in a second. Let's get to this Jerry Jones Jerry Jones thing. Um, I believe this team is very close and capable of achieving our ultimate goals and the best step forward for us will be with Mike McCarthy as our head coach. There is a great benefit to continue continuing the team's progress under Mike's leadership as our head coach. I mean, this is good. This is ultimately this is good news. I don't know that it's the 
the the the news that I think Dallas Cowboy fans will want to hear in terms of like, but I don't know what the alternative is. Like, even if you take McCarthy away, I don't know that they get better. I think you're just rebuilding, and it takes a while, and you might as well try one more time. Yeah, you know, I, I, I guess at the end of the day, I don't think I, I think he should stay. That's good. That's I, good. That's I think great. it was him or Belichick. That's great I for CD. Like it's going to be one of those two. Yeah, I yeah. guess I guess that's also where my mind was going initially when I said it's bad news is because we don't want Bill Belichick available for the Falcons. But I don't know. I, part of me is like I don't want CD Lamb to be unseated. You know, and put put in a vulnerable situation. You know, um, CD would have been greatly affected if McCarthy left and another coach came in like Bill Belichick. If Bill Belichick came into this situation, bro, it wouldn't have been good. All right, let's put McCarthy. Let's change the coaching board. McCarthy locks in to the Dow. Oh, we didn't even have him on here yet. Okay, yeah, I didn't. I guess we could put him on here somewhere, but we'll just leave it. Yeah, we probably should. I mean, it's an important. Yeah, it's a big one. Even though it's a it's a retention, I guess it's right. It still feels like it, it's maybe needed to be on this board. So let me put on. I don't have a picture of them, but let me just let me go ahead and put this here. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. I mean, ultimately. Ultimately, they're like the be- they were they were potentially the best spot. Dallas. Well, that's what I was also getting to. Is it seemed like there was some some Sirianni news that just broke here. Uh, both Eagles GM and Howie uh, Roseman and head coach Nick Sirianni have been reaching out to available NFL coaches and coordinators as well as coaching agents across the league to evaluate potential coordinator candidates to join the coaching staff as they plan for the 2024 season. And Diana Rossini said, though this suggests that Nick Sirianni is safe, I'm told he has met with his owner... Um, has not met with his owner, something that was not possible today because of the logistics and issues, other issues. Until the meeting happens, all bets are off. So it, it sounds like, you know what? I don't know. I don't even know if that would make me feel like that's a high likelihood of him staying. I could, I, you know, I, I don't know anybody out there that's ever uh, been fired before, but I've, I've seen, I've, I've seen it like in my day where people have like been a part of, replacing themselves (laughs) you know like that happens and that's like i don't think that that necessarily if he hasn't met with the owner who knows but maybe there's a little bit of a hint that sirianni could get a could get another shot too but we'll see so mccarthy um is staying let me put a little check mark next to mccarthy in dallas um I'll, I'll deal with that later. I'll put McCarthy up on this, but McCarthy, that's that's cemented in. But that definitely, that definitely makes Bill Belichick to Atlanta a little bit more likely, which scares me to death. Uh, if Bill Belichick goes to Atlanta, where are we ranking Bijan, or how does that affect your Bijan ranking? I mean, he did have a good. He, I mean, look, as as scary as as it is, I mean, Stevenson was good for a while. But damn, man, I don't know. 
I'd have to know the, I'm not sure you're asking like this second, but yeah, this I second. I don't know who the quarterback is there. But right, right now, I probably wouldn't knock him that much. I, I, I don't think he's going to ruin the talent like you, John. I don't. And he's going to be, well, I guess I'd look at it this way. I'm 100% confident it's better than Arthur Smith, and Bijan managed to be the number nine running back in half PPR with Arthur Smith. So I think he takes a step up from there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, and at the end of I the day, argument, at the end of the day, it's like, um, oops, I don't want to be on this screen for this. Let me, let me get over here. At the end of the day, it's like, it's not like he, it's not like he wants to run a committee, like all. It's not like it's that's his mo or anything. He's He's had, he's had workhorses. He's had guys that have been elite, you know, running backs in his day. So, I guess it does depend on coordinator. It does depend on uh, quarterback. It does depend on a lot of things. But, yeah, there's the Mike, Mike McCarthy report. Again, the Nick Sirianni report is um, NFL Network Ian Rappaport reports significant changes are expected amongst the Eagles coaching staff after head coach Nick Sirianni's meeting with owner uh, Jeff Lurie. But that other report from Diana Rossini was was just like recently. So I think what she's saying is that this report right here, we were expected to, to hear that Sirianni met with his owner and then that, that meeting didn't happen because of logistics. So this report came out, I believe, before the Diana Rossini report. So significant changes are expected amongst the Eagles coaching staff after head coach Nick Cerrone's meeting with Jeff Laurie. Laurie but again, um, uh, Diana Rossini saying that meeting didn't happen. So we'll, we'll have to wait on that one. Crazy, crazy. Anything else, Travis? Swinging back, back to tight ends, ends, I was noticing in the chat a lot. A lot, a lot of people really like Ferguson and Musgrave. Um, I know in Dynasty, we were talking about how all those guys, guys kind of fall into like one kind of big group there, but in the redraft, like whereabouts would you have them? Probably pretty close to each other, I guess, right? Ferguson and Musgrave. I'd probably have Ferguson a decent amount above Musgrave, but I love Musgrave. I think in Musgrave. Part of that's ADP, you know, like you just can't have Musgrave near him. Right. But right. I mean, at the end of the day, could Musgrave be better than him? Could could be. Musgrave is a better physical specimen than even Laporta, like in terms of like right. the 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 metrics were off the chart. He was the number one in terms of a physical specimen tight end coming out of this class. He's the monster. But doesn't mean he's a better player than Laporta. It just means that the metrics were in favor of him over all tight ends. He was an absolute gem in terms of the numbers and on paper. Uh, but he struggled to stay healthy, and I, I think there's a lot of upside. He's got a great quarterback. I think they start to develop rapport. But I, I think I'd probably say Ferguson just by default for 2024. But dynasty wise, I probably would say maybe Musgrave. Long term wise, I probably would. I like Ferguson, but Ferguson doesn't scream elite athlete he screams great situation nice security blanket a lot of touchdowns could go his way but yeah. musgrave could be like a nine hundred thousand yard receiver you know yeah 
Yeah, that's crazy that uh that's funny that happened right when I went live. Um I was ranting and raving on uh you know, I'm laser focused on on whatever rant I'm on and then it's like this this news is sitting right under my nose. That's uh that's fantastic though for CD Lamb that McCarthy's staying and you know it's great for Dak if you're a Dak owner in Dynasty or you're going to be a Dak owner in 2024. Mm. Dak was QB3, you know, like so I think the the doubt surrounding Dak right now is going to make Dak fall. I mean, Dak's going to be a, a value yeah. of some sort next year and and I don't know that it's justified, you know, the drop. I mean, he, he had such a good year, and people are crapping all over him left and right, and it makes sense, but, like, from a fantasy perspective, why is he getting zero respect? I don't know. I, and even from even from me, I mean, honestly, I, don't, I can't draft Dak at three or four. So, I don't know. I don't know no. if we're all just blind. We're all just blind that from a fantasy perspective, he's going to get it done again. I don't know. I mean, maybe he balled out, and, and Lamb was an absolute monster. You know, Lamb's not in a bad spot, especially with McCarthy staying. Traded Swift in a 25 second for HN. I like I liked that move, bro. Smash. Smash. Smitty approved. Perps gifting people. Perps gifting memberships like a monster. To the moon. Perps, appreciate you. Yeah, Perps is a maniac. Um... um. That's the biggest thing, though, I think, with McCarthy is now solidifying C.D. Lamb and that, like, top three to five wide receiver. Easy. Thank you, Oliver. Yeah. Uh, Theo, I think Theo's on the phone. Theo, you still there? Yeah, I'm right here. What's up, Theo? Um, I'm just wondering, in Dynasty uh, startup drafts, what round you would take Mayor? Mayor? Yeah, Michael Mayer. Uh, I don't know that he, I don't know that we're gonna have a good handle on that. I don't think he's gonna go anywhere high, bro. I don't think he's gonna go inside the top ten. I'd almost you'd almost have to look at whatever draft application you're on and just let that guide you because that's gonna tell you. I don't think anybody's gonna know, and I don't think anybody's gonna go like well outside of bounds to grab him. I think if he's within a scroll, like a four or five player scroll, on your wherever you're drafting. Then you better yeah. you better take him if he's your guy right there, but I don't think anybody's dropping down twelve tight end spots to grab him or anything. It's gonna be like uh he's like the third or fourth name listed. Like everyone, when you get that deep into a draft, I don't care how good the fantasy community is, you're very pressured by what people will think, how early you're taking somebody, and and uh, you're also trying to impress people too. You want people to everybody in a dynasty league wants someone to go great pick. You know, ah, oh, you know, but but I don't know that someone's reaching four tight end, five tight end spots for so right around that territory. Don't let him be the top guy hovering there, you know. But I don't, I don't know. I so don't, th- after, I don't think he's going in like the top ten rounds. Like, um, so after like, how many tight ends would have to be off the board? I don't know. I, like, all right, you gotta take him. I don't know. I, like I said, you're gonna, have to, you're gonna, you're gonna have to look at your 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 tight end rankings, bro, and just when you're on the clock. I don't know. Like, do you have an application that you're? Do you, are you drafting on like sleeper, or can you pull it up? 
Yeah, sleeper. So do you have do you have like a, a draft room? For ADP, ADP is not updated, but um, right, I know. So like, look at the top. one hundred seven, uh, like one hundred seven overall. It's yeah, every player on Superflex. What tight ends are above him? Like Superflex. Fr- uh, what three tight ends are above the him? Tight ends above him are Njoku, Waller, Fryermuth. Yeah, and then Ingram and Komet are like right behind. Yeah, him. that that ADP is really bad because Njoku's going to skyrocket from that. That's yeah, you can't even use that. Yeah, problem is you guys are going to draft and it's not going to be probably updated in time. They didn't update that thing until it seemed like they never did. I don't understand what they did with their ADP yeah, last year. I don't think that they're AD... going to update it. I've just been using Keep Trade Cut to see where I their did. their ADP is horrible, bro. Yeah. All right, man. I don't know. I would say like I would say he's inside my top fifteen tight ends, but I don't know that he's going to be in everybody's. It All wouldn't right, surprise cool. me if he was around fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, but he's definitely in my and in a half point tight end premium. Um, at the one hundred five for the rookie draft, would you take a neighbors over? Bowers mm. or Bowers over neighbors? I mean, I probably would take Bowers in a in a in a in a half premium. Yeah. All right, but yeah, thank you. All right, later, bro. I'll see you on the dynasty channel later. Yep, later, pal. Yeah, I I think uh, I think I'd probably take Bowers. Maybe not in a, a non premium, but half even point five, I probably would. Uh, anything else, Travis? Uh, no, no, that's all. I'm all set. All right, man. We'll see you on the Dynasty channel tonight, maybe. All right, later. Later, pal. Well, uh, looks like we might have another super chat here that I didn't get to. Hold on one second. Maybe I did. All it was Oliver's. Thank you, Oliver. Appreciate your super chat. Thank you to Oliver. Thank you to Spacula. Thank you to Sick Nasty. Thank you to Bob. Thank you to Aaron. With the double uh, tight end drop that he dropped. Thank you for that, pal. Thank you, Oliver. Um, yeah, so if anybody missed it, if you're late, Mars Man Extraordinaire, Trey McBride. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars Man. Saturn Extraordinaires. The Saturn Men. One small step for man, one giant leap for Saturn. We threw Puka over on that because he's just too high octane to be on the Mars man list. I mean, anybody that's getting drafted in the top like 12 to 13 needs to be on that list as a way of saying these are these are the big dogs you rely upon. These are the big dogs that you you trust in the top, inside the top 15. Now, granted, JD5, who's also on the Saturn man list, he's the only odd man out essentially of... of being an absolute lock of a top 15 player because he's not. He's a rookie. He won't even be close. I put, I'm put. i going to put one more big deep dive player in that eight spot. So two Saturn men will be deep shots and six of them are like top 15 locks. Just the, the 16 monsters we love. You know? All right, before I go, Rockout's dialing in. Mars man, Rockout, you caught me right when I'm stepping out. What can I do for you, pal? Yeah, notice they have like JD five 
going to New England in one of the mocks, would that take him out of the center, man? No, because Bill's not there. So I kind of like that in a way. I mean, I kind of don't hate that as much as I would have. Uh, Bill doesn't know what he's doing uh, with quarterback development. And I don't know. That's what's going to scare me about Atlanta. But I think I think it's just going to depend. Like, will Bill... I'm not saying Bill doesn't go to Atlanta and then they get the quarterback that they need and then I start feeling more comfortable. But I don't know. I don't know what to think, bro. I, I think I don't want Bill around my quarterback. I don't know that I care as much of Bill being around my running back, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want Bill coaching up my rookie QB because of the way he doesn't surround them with enough talent. But Bill going to Atlanta where London and Pitts and Bijan already exist and they get a quarterback, I'll be more okay with that than going to New England with no weapons. Because if, if Bill was in New England still and they had to use this number three overall pick, let's say they took JD5, they still got no one to support JD5 with. But if Bill goes to Atlanta and they draft, let's say, uh, let's say my boy um, Penix Jr., Michael Penix Jr. goes to Atlanta here. He's got a lot of supporting cast, so I'm, I'm more okay with that. So it just comes down to, like, Bill in New England was not good. So Bill in Atlanta's okay, and Bill not in New England with J.D. 5 in New England is okay. I kind of feel like J.D. 5 is going to Washington, bro. I, I you know why I You know why I feel that way? Because I believe... And Peters. I think Peters is an absolute monster decision maker and talent, scout of talent. And I think that he knows how good JD5 is. And they're going to get JD5. This Washington ownership full of magic in the boys. They want something exciting. They want to they want to sell tickets. They want they want this thing to be unlike no other. They don't want to bring... I mean, they may bring in a Drake May and they may do something more traditional. I, I think they could, but I think that they see JD5 and they see Lamar and they say to themselves, especially if Lamar does really well in the playoffs, JD5 is going to remind a lot of these people that are making decisions that, hey, this guy is Lamar. You know, like, let's, let's bring in that guy. Let's bring in the next Lamar Jackson. Washington and JD5 feels like a match made in heaven. And Peters is going to make it all happen. Adam Peters is a freaking phenom. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so Washington is my is my choice there. I don't know that it'll happen, but that's my choice anyway. That's where, the, and I think Peters is very logical. So I think that this one might come true. But you know, he could go. He could go the route of Bo Nix. He could go Drake May. You know, there's still a lot of good quarterbacks. So. All right, Rock Out, anything else? That's it. Appreciate it. All right, Rock Out. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Uh, see you on the Dynasty channel maybe tonight. Later, pal. Rock Out, he's in the building. All right, guys, I'm out of here for now. I'll see you all later on the Dynasty channel. Thank you to all the super chatters. Thank you to everybody that subscribed, liked, hit the, hit the, the thumb up button on your way out the door. We have 86 of you still in here, 70 thumbs up. Please punch the thumb up button. Please share the channel. Please hit code, code Smitty, Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Uh, let me see if I can drop that link in the live chat real quickly before I leave. Play Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. There it is. 
Uh, they'll double your first deposit up to $100 if you use the link that I just dropped or use code SMITTY. The link's also in the description of every video. I'm also dropping the Dynasty channel link right now. Hit that link if you want to be in on some Dynasty action tonight on the Dynasty channel that's different from this channel. The Dynasty channel is youtube.com slash Dynasty Fantasy Football. This channel you're watching now is youtube.com slash The Fantasy Football Show. They're two different channels. I dropped that link. It's the most recent link I dropped. Click it. uh, Subscribe to it. Turn the notifications on. Hit that bell icon and do it live. We'll be back tonight to talk Dynasty. See you all later. Thank you to my mod squad, Blackbeard. Blackbeard, appreciate you. Travis Rowe, The Bolt, Sick Nasty, Vampy. Any of my other mods that are in here. See you all tonight on the Dynasty channel. The Saturn Men. One small step for man, one giant leap for Saturn. Saturn! He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars Men. The Moon Men. Dropping loads in outer space. Mid-season monsters, baby. And don't forget to check the stratosphere because something's up there flying around.